0: Hi, I'm here to see a doctor. A listener? Yes, go on ahead. The doctor will see you now. Hello there. Please take a seat. And um, what have you come here today for? Um, I, I I can't sleep at night. My, I can't I can't stop thinking about the NFL season. I just I I can't get to sleep, and it's driving me crazy. Okay. And how long have you had this these symptoms for? Oh, a couple of weeks ago just when the uh N- N- nfl pre pre-season started i just i just need some i need some drugs i need i need i need something to to make it help me help me go to sleep i can't do anymore hmm okay well i think you might have what is called nfl season approaching syndrome and the perfect way to remedy that is to take one of these the full 10 yards podcast You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, yes, we welcome you in. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast, Saturday 25th of August. Thank you so much for joining us. Week, th- week three of the preseason season is here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're football Regular season football is almost here. Your fantasy football crusade and the quest for the bragging rights and the championships uh, are all, all upon us. Uh, very, very excited. Uh, before we get into that, a uh, good show we've got in for you today. AFC West Breakdown with Lee Wakefield. Uh, but before we get into that segment, we have a couple of bits of news and a couple of bits of things to tell you about. If you want to get in touch with us at Full10Yards on Twitter, uh, Full10Yards.com is the website where you can find out that we are, have two competitions on the go where the prizes are Full10Yards t-shirts, never have I seen a greater prize. Uh, what are the competitions, I hear you ask? Well, the first one is the last man standing competition. Very simple. You have to pick one team per week to win and essentially you have to be the last person standing. If you pick a wrong selection or a, a selection that loses, you are out um, let's like say if uh, you go to our social media or our competitions page on our website you can find the link there to join it's free to enter no no deposits or no none of this uh, lark required just sign up it's on CBS essentially before the week uh, f- five minutes before the game start you can pick a team and the only, <clears throat> the only catch to it is you can only pick one team once so if you pick New England in week one you can't pick New England for the rest of the season uh, and say when we we whittle it down until there's one left. If it happens that, that you know, maybe two or more people are left in the competition and they all pick losing selections, they will then be re-entered back into the the following week until we get to one. So it's only those that, that are still left in. It, you know, everyone else doesn't doesn't come back into the game. So <clears throat> if we uh, we'll, we'll do the regular season. I've never known the last man standing competition to get to week 16, uh, but if they do, we'll we'll also do the postseason. And if we get to the end of the postseason, however is left standing, obviously deserves a full 10 yards t-shirt, so we will sort that out. The other competition we're doing is what's known as uh, at the, against the spread, <clears throat> pick 'em. And again, all we do is every week, obviously there'll be handicapped lines for each match, and you just simply have to pick the winners of each of those matches. The person with the most correct selections at the end of the season will win a full 10 yards t-shirt. And like I say, you can find those over on our website or our social media, it's a pinned tweet at the moment. They're free to enter. So there's no reason why you shouldn't enter. Uh, we are also, the Full 10 Yards podcast, are part of uh, an industry uh, mock draft that we are currently underway and doing behind the scenes. So some other podcasts around the world, uh, mainly in America. <clears throat> I think actually I'm the, I'm the only UK representative, so I'm, I'm, I'm representing the UK guys, so wish me the best of luck. Um, it's called the uh, Mock Extravaganza, Stra- uh, which is hosted by the Fantasy take- fantasytakeaway.com. So watch out for that in the next couple of days. We'll be breaking down every pick that we do for the first five or six rounds. Uh, we'll be, you know, every person that picks will be writing about their selection, why they selected them, uh, and then obviously link into the next selection as well. Uh, spoiler alert: we are drafting from the 101. So it'll be interesting to see who we go for there. And uh, say so look out for that on our social media in the next couple of days. Uh, the website is thefantasytakeaway.com, and it's called the uh, Industry Mock Extravaganza. So excited to be part of that. Let me know what you think of my team when we get to the end of that. A couple of bits of NFL news to fill you in on. Travis Frederick, the Dallas Cowboys Centre, has been diagnosed diagnosed with a rare uh, disease. Uh, is it the Guillain-Barr disease? I'm not sure. I've, I've probably butchered that name. But basically, it's a, 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 a disease where the body attacks the nerves around the brain and the spinal cord. Uh, no, no idea of a return timeline for him. So, just want to wish to Travis all the best and a speedy recovery. Luckily, they've caught it at an early stage. Uh, we can expect Joe Looney to fill in uh, for Travis whilst he is away. Staying with the Dallas Cowboys defensive line, uh, interior guard Zach Martin, uh, half extended his knee, uh, is a doubt, bit of a doubt for week one. Uh, reports are that he's you know all's going to be fine. He should be he should be fine. But getting a bit of a, a bit of a worrying time there for Zeke owners. Uh, I have some shares of Zeke. Uh, a bit worrying for Dallas Cowboys as well obviously you know we saw how much Dak Prescott struggled when Tyron Smith was was out for a couple of games last season so yeah worrying, worrying times times in Dallas uh, i would suggest that you get on Arizona uh, to beat us uh, in the week 3 of the preseason i think it's a Monday night football game i uh, can't see us really starting many starters on the offensive line dak will probably play a little bit uh, as we haven't played with Zeke for the preseason um so yeah pretty much get on Arizona Adrian Peterson uh, has signed with the Washington Redskins. Uh, Looked actually quite good in the preseason game yesterday. Uh, 11 carries for 56 yards. Looked actually pretty good, pretty explosive. Uh, It's just a question whether or not he can do that for the whole season. Obviously, last season was with the New Orleans Saints for the start of the season. Didn't quite work out there. Found himself in Arizona. Performed quite admirably there. Had a couple of 100-yard games, uh, but obviously finished the season injured. Quite surprised he was picked up by Washington, but obviously with the loss of Darius Guys, he's a, he's gonna fit in there for the year. Um my one word of advice advi- of advice would be to just stay clear of this of this backfield. You know, why why give yourself the headache of, you know, is it this week going to be Adrian Peterson? Is it this week gonna be Rob Kelly, uh, or Samaji Piran? And let's not forget obviously Chris Thompson is also there catching it out of the backfield. Um just a quick note, obviously Adrian Peterson is only 31, 31 rushing yards away. Uh, from taking over Jim Brown um, on the all-time rush yards totals, so pretty much certain. Obviously, he'll get that. But um, as as with regards to fantasy football teams, uh, this backfield is just a bit of a nightmare. So I would pretty I'll I'd, I'd just stay stay clear. Um, yeah. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns, Josh Gordon has been activated from the NFI list. Um, it's reported that he'll now be at practice every day Hugh Jackson coming out saying that he's, you know, he'll be at practice every day but that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be practicing with the team um, the quote was that he's into the second place he needs to be of what, of where he needs to be I'm not quite sure what he, that exactly means um, Hard Knocks obviously sh- may give us a bit more information when that episode comes out Hard Knocks of course is uh, just as entertaining as the first episode so I think we're on week three now uh, which I need to catch up on Philadelphia, obviously, they played the Cleveland Browns, lost 5-0. Nick Foles returning to form, which was good to see. Um, Calling it now, Atlanta Falcons win in week one. Um, Thursday, the 6th of September, Falcons go into Philadelphia and win. Um, New Orleans have released Terence West. Why is this important, I hear you ask. I think he's going to Tampa Bay for a visit, which is actually quite interesting, considering uh, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones are there. But uh, Jonathan Williams looks to be in line for the first shot at replacing Mark Ingram for the first four weeks. Obviously, Boston Scott is there as well, uh, but Alvin Kamara obviously is the guy to own there. So today's podcast, AFC West preview and breakdown with Lee Wakefield. We're going to be looking at the Chargers. We're going to be looking at the Chiefs, the Raiders and the Broncos. I can assure you we we don't actually spend a lot of time on the Chargers because, let's face it, we've we've flapped our guns enough over the off-season talking, and talking up the Chargers, so... Hopefully it's bearable. Hopefully you enjoy it. We have a few games at the end there uh, with selecting a, a mini team, an AFC West team of fantasy football players. And we also do a bit of this or that, comparing players in the AFC West who are going around the same, the same areas of your draft to maybe give you a bit of insight there into who we like and who we don't. I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, it's time to talk AFC West, and I'd like to say we have a friend of the show, Lee Wakefield, back on with us, Lee. It's been quite a while since we last spoke. I uh, hope you are doing well, my friend.
1: Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a little while, but uh, obviously we've been keeping in touch with our little articles that we've doing, been doing, uh, previewing all the divisions. Yes. Yeah, very much enjoying doing
0: that. Yes, and uh, if any, anyone out there wants to check those articles, they are. it's called Joy Divisions, uh, me and myself and Lee uh, take a look at all the divisions, how it will play out in terms of fantasy and season season long as well and make a couple of predictions along the way. But we're going to focus on one of those divisions today. We're going to focus on the AFC West, the home of uh, Lee's Chargers. So hopefully we won't spend too much of the podcast talking about those uh, specifically um, but we, we shall see how it goes. Um, OK, so let's start off obviously last season. Uh, Kansas City won the division 10-6. Uh, and six. Andy Reid does what he does in the regular season. Um, I, I saw a stat the other day that Andy Reid's not, lost, uh, not won less than nine games uh, since he, in his tenure in Kansas City, which was actually quite surprising. So um, I know he has a bit of a reputation as a regular season guy, but I didn't realise obviously every season he's been there. That um, they've done that that well. Second in the division, uh, Los Angeles Chargers just missing out on the playoffs, nine and seven, and followed by Oakland six and ten, and Denver propping up the division with a five and eleven uh, record. Lee, is there anything anything from last season or AFC West that um, you may yeah may, may change this season? Is any? What's the main storylines for you coming into to twenty eighteen?
1: Well I think for me, like, the main storyline is that, that um, it's all really changed. I think I think it's a very, very different' going to be a very different looking division um, in terms of maybe how the, how the standings end up and how the teams play. Because yep. I think there's been quite a lot of change in terms of maybe like, the quarterbacks, the coaching, um, and just generally all over the division really. And the only constant, really, has been with the Chargers, and they've kind of not made a lot of moves. Obviously, they've not made any sort of head coaching or quarterback moves. So they're both quite set. But all, all the other three teams have, uh, have made quite a lot of changes. And uh, in the case of the Raiders, it's been like a little bit of an overhaul
2: yeah.
1: with, uh, with obviously Gruden uh, coming back.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Oakland, Oakland are pretty much a, very, very much a wild card this season. Um, I, I assume that you're in the same boat with me in a sense that we don't think they're going to do very much.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's it's really difficult to say, but um, I'm airing on the side of it's going to go wrong rather than it's going to go well. Um, it, it's one of those, um, I was looking at the uh, sort of uh, moves that they've made and things like that in preparation for the show. And it's uh, it's one of those things that Gruden's either going to be like an absolute revelation, it's going to go amazingly well, or it's going to be a total train wreck. And I, I'm, like I say, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm just airing on the side of it being a bit of a train wreck, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know if, if um, you can go back, sort of back to the future in American football and in the NFL and it, it'll be successful, to be honest with you. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly one one thing for, for Oakland, uh, we might as well start, we, we can start with Oakland, I suppose, to start from, yeah. We are going to start at the top. But, um, yeah, since we are talking about the Oakland... Yeah, I mean, one one thing that, sh- that strikes me is obviously their defence. Uh, last couple of seasons has not really been... It's, it's been worse than average. I mean, last two seasons it's been, in terms of yardage, it's been top 10 of uh, worst uh, worst defences. So, he's got, you know, you've got you've got things to fix there. Khalil Mack, the holdout, not really doing much uh, in the way of helping Oakland. And John Gruden kind of is a bit cutthroat. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of rolling on into... Uh, the regular season, obviously, Aaron Donald just, I think, just got paid as well. So maybe then, you know, uh, Khalil Mack's got something to kind of aim for. So you might, you might see a resolution. But um, yeah, Oakland for me, poor defense. Although you know, one bright, I think one shining light last season was Marshawn Lynch. He kind of rolled back the clock a little bit, despite you know a, a dodgy offensive line, Derek Carr not performing to what maybe people kind of expect out of him. Um, but yeah coming into 20, 2018, there's quite a lot of old school guys coming in. You've got Jordy Nelson coming in, you've got Doug Martin coming in. Uh, and it should be quite interesting to see kind of what kind of offense they, they employ in 2018
1: season. Yeah, like you say, it's, it's been the defense that's been the problem for Oakland um, over the last like, few seasons. Um, like you say mainly in the secondary, for me obviously they had no Gary on who missed a lot of time with injury and a bit of legal trouble last year. Sean Smith was pretty bad. Who would have been in the opposite corner, and he's now been cut. Uh, Reggie Nelson at free safety has been a bit iffy. Um, their other safety that they have drafted, all uh, other safeties that they've drafted in um, uh, Keanu Neal and uh, Obi Melafonwu, they've not quite worked out. They've had a bit of injury trouble themselves. I've been reading a little bit about Melifonwu, um, you know, not looking great in camp as well. So maybe he's on the bubble after only a couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, that secondary is just going to cause problems. And, obviously, with the way that the other teams are set up, obviously with Philip Rivers, obviously being quite a, you know, a good passing attack in, in Los Angeles for my Chargers. And then, obviously, with the Chiefs as well, with the, like I say, they've obviously changed and changed their tact. And Patrick Mahomes is going to be, um, you know, it's going to be quite a lot of a, it's more of a throwing offence now and more of an explosive offence. And that's going to cause uh, Oakland's secondary a, a few problems as well. And then flipping over to the other side of the ball, the problems for Oakland is last season—the the stars, so to speak—of Amari Cooper, at wide receiver, and Derek Carr—they were—they were, they were um, you know, well under par, really. Especially Amari Cooper. You know, he's he's uh, had a bit of an up and down career so far. And he's, he's short career, but he's, he's not lived up to the hype of and, and his draft position of being you know, fourth overall pick when he came out. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's, it's looking. Uh, you know, it's not been a good um, season to follow on from from Oakland. Um, like you say, the Khalil Mack situation is really, um, really interesting. I think he was kind of waiting for Aaron Donald to to uh, sort of make his set, set the benchmark in his negotiations, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's obviously something they're going to have to meet, and it's a very high bar that that's been set.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, obviously, just to fill in a couple more holes, obviously, going into 2018. Michael Crabtree no longer there. He was the. Main guy at wide receiver position last season, 58 receptions, 618 yards, and eight touchdowns. Amari Cooper, or that you know, had that had the massive, massive game against Kansas City where I think he had over 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So if you take that away, uh, Amari Cooper finishes with under five 500 yards and you know five touchdowns or something like that. So. It, the move, the move to get Crabtree out of Oakland, kind of puts all the chips in Amari Cooper's kind of part of the table. So it'd be interesting to see if he can get over the catching problems he had last season, and you know whether he can, he has the confidence to to shoulder the the passing attack. I don't really think Jordy Nelson is going to do too much. He was kind of finished in Green Bay last season. Um, didn't have a, didn't have really have a great season. He's not a guy that's going to separate. Um. Like I say, yeah, Marshall Lynch is still there. Had over 200 attempts last season, and whilst that's not the highest, I think going into the 2017, it was known that you know they weren't going to give him a full a full workload because of the the age uh, and the years that are racking up on him. But certainly, if you looked at his his run uh, that went for a touchdown against Detroit in the it was I think it was Detroit in the first preseason game that called back on a, on a holding flag, it looked like he was a lot leaner and he was a hell of a lot faster because he whizzed past that defensive back. If you
1: saw it, yeah, Lynch has Lynch has looked pretty good to be fair, um, but it's like you say, it's you know he might be in really good shape, but he's still you know the wrong side of thirty by by a few years now, and he's just not going to be able to shoulder that load just going forward. Or it would be it would be definitely booking the trend if he did so. Yeah, um, and you know whether they can, can sort of spread the carries around enough to get. A- Get decent enough rushing attack to cause any problems is, is another thing altogether.
2: Yeah.
1: Obviously, it's probably the way that Gruden's going to go because he's trying to go back to to the real old school. And it's going to be a lot of smash mouth, sort of uh, run first. So Lynch might be be up for a lot of carries, but it's whether his body can hold up yeah. and uh, and you know he can still bring in the yardage through that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean, see, look at, I've got I've got their their free agency acquisition list in front of me here, and there must be a good fifteen to twenty names on here, and there's not a lot. There's really not a lot of Names that that stick out, you know, Tahir Whitehead. I think is is someone. I, I, I don't know where he's. I think he might have been Detroit actually, but they've signed him. Yeah, uh, to to yeah
2: for him. Yeah,
0: but apart from apart from Jordy Nelson, maybe Doug Martin, who are well over the age of thirty, is not really. Um, there's not really anyone here that that inspires confidence. Obviously, you know, in the draft they picked up Colton Miller. Um, which obviously should help. But yeah, I mean, there's not really anything here that is inspiring me and that starts with, uh, at the top, obviously, with John Gruden. So, I mean, we I, we I think it's one of those, I've said on the podcast before, where I'm, I'm so dismissive of Oakland and I'm not really interested in hearing anything to the contrary. So it's probably a bit dangerous on my part not to, you know, not kind of to listen to the, to the other side of the coin, but we'll just have to see. But I know one of my big investments this season is is Oakland Monday and a half wins. I just don't see how they get to six, so...
1: No, this is true. I'm, I'm with you, and um, you know, like you say, I'm probably falling into that boat of being a little bit dismissive of them as well. Um, not only fact, because I don't really believe in John Gruden and him as the head coach anymore and what he's trying to do, but also, and you touched on it a moment ago, I'm obviously a big draft guy, and I just don't believe in what they did in the draft, and don't think they had a very good draft. Or I think they had one of the worst drafts actually in the whole league. So that obviously obviously puts me off what they're what they've done and what they're trying to do there. I just don't really understand it. I mean, even if I don't like the players per se in any team, and um, who they draft, I at least like to be able to see sort of where they were going and see the logic behind it. But with with their draft, I didn't really see the reasons behind the picks and things like that. So it kind of puts me off. From
2: that.
0: Yeah, I mean, a couple of players that they drafted: Arden Key in the third rounds. Uh, he could be a decent. He could be a decent pick, and obviously they picked up uh, Maurice Hurst as well, who was supposed to. Go in, go in yeah,
1: versus is, is a possible possible bargain. Obviously, had the the health, the heart issues uh, potentially, which were flagged up, and, and that's obviously why he fell because he was potentially a first round pick before that. Yeah,
2: that
1: that that's the only pick that I actually realised. Like. I'm not a huge fan of the Arden Key pick, although he does have a lot of upside, and you know, for a third rounder, he could end up again being a little bit of a bargain. But he had so much like weight problems when he was at LSU. His weight was up, his weight was down, he, he, he was all over the place and he's kind of, feels like a bit of an in-betweener and he's got to find his sort of comfortable ground with his weight and his position, to be honest, so whether he does that is, is obviously a risk and then before that, he, they were picking a couple of small school guys which obviously up in up in the second and first round is, is dangerous and uncharted territory a lot of the time unless like the player is really special like Khalil Matt when he came out of Buffalo, obviously that's not top college but... Obviously, Khalil Mack had, you know, it meant pedigree as well before that. And he was sort of knocking apart the stat sheets and, you know, he was racking up a lot of sacks, a lot of tackles for loss. But the guys that they picked in those positions weren't really doing that. So just like I said, that's what I mean. The logic just kind of wasn't there for all to see for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's wrap Portland up then because I suppose we spent quite a bit of time on them. So... From, 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 uh, fan...
1: Can I just say one? Can I say sorry to interrupt you? Can I just say one last thing on the the Khalil Mack and Oakland situation? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, when once Mack does sort out his contract, obviously they still talk about him being traded and stuff like that. But he will still need a contract. It's potentially really bad news for the Chargers because obviously we we've, we've got to sort out Joey Bosa's contract in in a year or two. Hmm. So obviously that bar is going to be set probably even higher than what Aaron Donald has set it at right now.
2: Yeah, yeah so
1: obviously we could, dem- we could have to we could have to sort of use quite a lot of our cap space towards that contract. Yeah, so that point. could be that could be a knock-on effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. That good point. Um, yeah, It'd be interesting to see kind of what what gives there because the Well, I say with, with the money going up these days, you'd you'd expect BOSA to be one of the say if, if not the highest paid. Do you feel like? Um, one of the yeah, his position—he'll be one of the most highest-paid players in in the league. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, I think no. I think he'll he'll his, him and his camp claim to be sort of the highest defensive paid player. Yeah, yeah. When the time comes. Yeah, which, which, to be fair, is, is like so I'm saying this is a bad bad news so we have to sort of allocate so much cap space. But obviously, it's great news because we get a great player that yeah. sticks around for hopefully multiple years in the future and over yeah. the rest of his career. So
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, just for just yeah, just final point on Oakland. Uh, there any players that you like and fancy? I think quite a lot of um, drafts that I've been in, and certainly some of the contracts type leagues that I've now entered uh, and jumping in at the deep end. Marshawn Lynch is a guy that I can get. You can get a quite a big discount. The only thing is, how however, Oakland were twenty third in the league last season uh, with eighteen point eight points average per game. So that will obviously have to be improved upon. Um, and yardage again, they were middle of the road. Um, with what did they have? What we've got here 324 yards per game uh, per play mm. is 5.4, which is 17th in the league. So obviously, did, in middle of the pack there. But if, 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 if what I will say about Oakland, if Colton Miller can keep um Derek Carr up, upright and Derek Carr has a bit more time, and Marshawn Lynch has the lanes to open through, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Oakland can't improve on last season. I just I just think I prefer everyone else in this division as well, which makes it which makes it, it tough to make a case for Oakland.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like I say, it's, it's, it's a little bit of unpredictability, but um, like I think there's are both bearing on the side of
0: it probably not being that successful a season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to another team. Let's move on to the team that propped them up last, uh, the division up last season, Denver Broncos. Now, obviously, you know, last season you had the, uh, insert anywhere, any bad word you like here, uh, quarterback play. Um, obviously, yeah, pa- Paxton Lynch, definitely. Trevor Simeon, uh, and the the Brock uh, the Brock lobster never really had anything going. <laughs> n- never really had anything going on on offense from a passing perspective. CJ Anderson had a good a good season over a, a thousand yards rushing. I think he was only one of nine players. Might be a wrong stat there. One of nine players to to get over a thousand rushing yards. I might be pulling that out of a hat somewhere, but um, re- I think I heard that somewhere. Um, but yeah, obviously. It was probably
1: um, in your um, it was probably in your games that you've been playing when you've uh, you know been doing the stats, yeah. uh,
2: you know, higher or
0: lower. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, true. I, I, I think, I've, yeah, I, I have loads of useless information in my head. Um, but there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously the you know the the opportunity now to improve on that on last season. You know, obviously say, like I say, they they propped them up the the division up. Bradley Chubb obviously in the draft was a surprising pick uh, in the, in the terms of it they fell in their lap so you know they were they were touted to be trading with Buffalo for pick pick number five but um, once Bradley Chubb was there then you know the rest is history I suppose but um what how do you view the A couple of things here how do you view the backfield because obviously Royce Freeman was their main uh, running back selection to to uh, to kind of vacate uh, CJ Anderson's position. Uh, but you've still got Devontae Booker there. Philip Lindsay is a guy that um, is maybe one for deeper leagues. I've heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, and obviously, they drafted quite a, a couple of wide receivers as well to take over from Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, who are going the wrong way from 30 years old.
1: Yeah, their the backfield's quite interesting, actually. I think it's going to be um, a bit more of a committee. Um, moving forward, obviously, they drafted Freeman. They got him at quite a, quite a sort of bargain position as well in sort of like the mid-rounds. Um but I think I mentioned this before, he's he's doomed because he's picked number thirty seven as his number and he's a running back, so that just, that just can't work. <laughs> um, but you know, in all, in all seriousness, no, he he looks quite a he looks quite a good a good pick. But they've still got Devonte uh, Devontae Booker. Uh, this, so like I say it's gonna be a bit more of a committee, you know, maybe some more emerge from the pack. Um, and you know someone will, will take the job for their own, but it's a, it's, a, it's one of the things that's going to take a little bit of development. I think it's not something that's going to come uh, right away in week one. Um, just touch on yeah, yeah on the wide receivers that they picked. I, I really like their plan uh, with that. They they've picked a sort of uh, really similar body type to um, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in Carlton Sutton and Dayshawn Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, you can see, like I just mentioned before, like the logic around the picks. You can see that they've got ready-made replacements now for those two players, as you say. They're they're on the bit of the decline, getting up there in age. Um, probably, probably gonna you know they're still gonna, probably gonna start with Sanders and, um, and Thomas uh, to begin the season. But obviously, they'll be mixing in Sutton, who apparently has been impressing quite a lot in training camp, mm. things like that uh, in their pre-season game. And, um, you know, and Hamilton will come along as well. And I think, in general, the Broncos had a really, really good draft. Uh, a lot of players in, in there that they picked that could, um, you know, have, a, have quite a big impact. I think next season will, will hinge on how quickly they can impact the, you know, the starting line. They've got Chubb, Freeman, the wide receivers. Then also um, Isaac Yeard on the corner and also uh, Josie Jewell will be a decent linebacker, I think. Um, yeah, you know, so they've got they've got a group there of five or six players that you know I, I certainly did like in the pre draft process and you know could have an impact moving forward. Yeah, I no, really like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isaac Udam Obviously, um, he's looking to replace Akeem Talib. Obviously, he's now in uh, Los Angeles. But Yeah, I, I also saw about the um, the hype train around Cortland Sutton. Uh, obviously, he's getting rave reviews in camps. Uh, and also, obviously, the big the big story uh, in Denver, obviously, is the uh, the acquisition of Case Keenum, a quarterback, to hopefully steady the, steady the ship a little bit. And uh, when Week One comes around, you know, everyone will be looking at seeing, you know, what Case Keenum are we are we going to get? Are we going to get the Case Keenum that you know look how how well we played last season in, in Minnesota, or are we going to get the one that um, was in was in St Louis at the time, obviously, but then you know he was with Jeff Fisher, so. Who who knows? We, we we it's well documented what's happened with all the quarterbacks that were with Jeff Jeff Fisher a couple of years ago. You know Nick Foles, he's just got He's one just won a Super Bowl. So be interesting to see. That's a good storyline for me going into twenty eighteen for Denver. Is what what Case Keenum are we going to get?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think a lot hinges on that as well. And you know, Case Keenum's been a bit of a journeyman, and he he became like a very very high efficient quarterback, highly efficient quarterback last year. But was it down to the system? Was it down to him finally maturing? It was it's a bit of a it's a bit of a scenario sort of where you get in, in soccer where you get a striker who scores twenty goals a season when they've never really scored in you know consistent manner mm. beforehand, you know, they're a bit of a one season wonder. And that's that's the question we're asking now about Case Keenum, is he is he gonna be a one season wonder, is he gonna regress back to his mean and uh, you know, go back to his his days in Saint Louis, like you were saying, and when he used to play in Houston and uh you know, regress back to being just a, a middle of the pack, you know, high end backup kind of player that they're now paying and hoping to be the starter. It's a really difficult question. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's one, that, one that's going to going to rumble on until he can prove it. Really.
0: Yeah, I mean, here here are his stats from last season. So he had three hundred twenty five completions from four hundred eighty one attempts, sixty seven point six completion percentage, which is only second to Drew Brees. So that's not actually too bad um on on the higher end so 32.1 attempts per game could could possibly see that being replicated in denver you know um they're not always going to be leading so they're not always going to go on to the run game but you've got guys in the backfield there that can catch passes out of the backfield as well so wouldn't um wouldn't particularly surprise me to to see that replicated had 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions which is you know they're not terrible numbers they're you know without Sounding cliche, they're probably game management numbers, but just making the throws when you need to. But he threw the ball quite a lot, so um, you know, I was quite surprised that those numbers on the touchdown percent were, were quite low. Uh, but then I suppose the interceptions were quite low as well, considering how many times he threw the ball. But um yeah, be interesting to see see what how how case plays there, but also you know, kind of what playbook they kind of give him or what they kind of install there. Mm, yeah,
2: exactly.
1: like, say. It's not explosive, it's, no. it is game management and that's probably what Denver are going to look for him to do. They'll, they'll probably look to get back to what they were doing when they were quite successful in getting to Super Bowls in being sort of a defence first, yeah. uh, game management, sort of run the clock kind of team. Just to just to have a touch on the elsewhere in the quarterback uh, room in Denver, um, I've noticed that they, I noticed this yesterday, actually it's quite funny, I noticed there's a GoFundMe page for Denver fans to get to sort of uh, build up six hundred thousand dollars to get Paxton Lynch cut. <laughs> uh, I, I, they weren't very, they weren't very high. I don't, I don't know how long it's been going on for. They weren't very high up on the target. But one, one really funny thing that I did notice that one of the donations was from a guy called Chad Kelly. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, <see. laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's Probably not the real Chad Kelly, but uh, by all accounts, he has he has been uh, doing really well in, in training camp. And he's moving up the depth chart, and Paxton and Lynch is going the other way. So. Behind Case Keenum, that you know, if he doesn't come off, then there's going to be a bit of uncertainty. Who will be sort of the backup and the primary primary backup to Keenum, mm. really? So it's, it, they've got a lot of eggs in that basket for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and dare I say it, you know, Brock, Brock Osweiler has uh, some big, uh, big. Uh, Case Keenum's got some big boots to fill in Brock Osweiler going out the door, but um we'll see. We'll see if he can put on his size two shoes. But um yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. I, I, just uh, just before we move on, actually, what, what do you see the expectations for the Broncos this year? Obviously, the defense—you've got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller—they're going to get a lot of sacks, and uh, their defense isn't actually that one of the one of the worst ones. It's not obviously quite the uh, the one that, that took the Super Bowl for for Peyton Manning way back when. But um, yeah, I, I suppose the playoffs is a is a realistic op- uh, tar- target for them this season. They uh, see the
1: way I see it is they've not got a terrible team. But I think they they have a lot of they have a lot of variables. So obviously the keen and variable. There's the variable of how much they can get productive production wise out of their, their rookies. Um, and then they're obviously in a division where they probably got they're probably the third best team in the division on paper. So obviously they, they're going to take wins off each other. Then they're going to have the Chargers and the Chiefs probably coming in and, and being the better teams from the outset. Mm. So obviously that's going to take wins off them as well. So I think maybe they could maybe work towards an eight and eight kind of season, maybe with yeah. a, with an outside look at the playoffs if if one of the other two teams we've just mentioned sort of don't have as good a te- uh, as good a season as they were expecting. Yeah. So you know I think I think eight and eight's a realistic sort of expectation, and you know it could go maybe a couple of wins either way. If all things you know if all things work out really well, if not, then you know there could be you know five or six. Yeah,
0: Win. yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't disagree with that too much. I certainly think um, I don't think I think there'll be more than a six-win team. I think obviously Case Keenan's to hit the ground running, and uh, I'm, I'm not having Devontae Booker as the as a main back. I think Royce Freeman wins that job quite easily, um, but whether he gets a production is is another question. Obviously, there's no CJ Anderson yet, um, but yeah, no the AFC is quite weak. So at eight and eight, nine and seven, you know, some some years will make it in. I think, I think I'd think i probably have the Broncos over the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' defence, and we'll move on to them very shortly, the Chiefs' defence I don't think is that is that great. And I, just, I can just see Mahomes have a lot of teething problems this season. Obviously, you know, the reports that he's thrown a lot of interceptions in camp. So, I don't know, um, if I was a betting man and you're a betting man, we'd probably have a match bet there and I'll take the Broncos and you'd have the Chiefs. But I'm not quite sure what the forfeit would be at this stage. Maybe we need to... When we do match bets, maybe we we need to come up with forfeits to do or something.
2: I am not sure. But
0: would you would you take Chiefs over Broncos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Yeah, I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, would you would you take Chiefs over Broncos then in the match bet end of season record?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Um, I've, I've seen and obviously we we speak and we've we've talked about the Chiefs before, and you, you've obviously mentioned their defence and it not being particularly as strong as it has been, and quite a lot of people take that view, but. I the Chiefs have got a lot more upside than the Broncos, in my opinion, and I think they've got more sort of realistic hopes of hitting that upside compared to the Broncos' upside. Mm. Um, because, like we was saying, like Keenum, Keenum's uh, pretty limited in, in what he, what the expectation expectation can be. Whereas, you know, if we move onto the Chiefs and their offense, that's got the, it's got quite a lot of explosive players in there. Got a lot of possibility for quite a lot of explosive players, and if they can really string that together, then that could be a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Uh, obviously, the defense isn't isn't as strong, so that's going to it's going to need some patching up. And um, but I think that the again, it comes down to how how much variance they can they can eliminate, and if they can stay quite solid, and if they can be explosive more more often than not, then they're they're going to be a better team than the Broncos, in my opinion.
0: Mm. So what we'll do then. If you if you take Chiefs, I'll tell you what we'll do. When this when this goes out, everyone out there listening, we'll do a poll and we'll do we'll ask who whether they fancy the Broncos or the Chiefs to have the better regular season record. But we'll, what we'll also do is we'll ask for the the listeners' ideas on what a forfeit could be for for the loser.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? No, I'm up
0: for that. Yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> we won't. We won't. Um, obviously, like you know, the fantasy footballers. I don't know if you listen to that podcast. I'm, I'm sure people listening do. They obviously have a water bet. Maybe we can. Maybe we can come up with something similar. Or we'll we'll, we'll put it. We'll put yeah, it to yeah, the people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like that. We'll put. We'll put our fate in the in their lovely hands. But um, yeah. <laughs> let's um, yeah. let, let's segue to the Chiefs then. So yeah. Again, won the Won the uh, division last season. Andy Reid, like I said, top of the show. Not, he's not won less than nine games since he's been there over the last couple of years. It kind of goes a bit unnoticed, but this season, going into this season, Alex Smith obviously is the big storyline. He's headed over to Washington. Uh, he was traded very early uh, off in the in the off season. Patrick Mahomes comes in. It's going to be his second year, but obviously his second uh, start, so he's not really a rookie anymore. But um, essentially, he is a rookie. Uh, Sammy Watkins guess, was a big uh, purchase at wide receiver to join the ranks of Tyreek Hill, one of the most more explosive players last season, uh, and also joins Travis Kelsey um, and obviously uh, Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Why, 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 why the Chiefs over the Broncos?
1: Well, I mean, it all starts from the man at the top, really. As you said, um, Andy Reid obviously has got a great uh, record in this division. I'm sure we'll touch on it. I'm sure you'll mention it, that they have a great record of the Chargers. Uh, we've not beaten them for four years. Um, you know, 0-8 over the past four years for the, the Chargers against the Chiefs. Um, obviously, we're trying to break that hoodoo this season, but um, it's something that we do have to get over. And if we don't, then it's, you know, it's going to be the, the Chiefs division again. Because Andy Reid is such a great regular season coach. Um there's not only that, then like I say, like I was just mentioning a moment ago, I think their explosive offense, like offence has a real potential to be a really explosive. Um, with Watkins obviously he's more of a deep threat and then they've got Tyree Hill, they've got two two great deep threats there, and Mahomes has got obviously the cannon of the arm to be able to hit them. Uh, they've obviously got last year's rushing leader. I know we've touched on him in the past when we've been talking about fantasy and things like that and how he might off slightly, but I do think he's still going to be a bit of a force to reckon with. And uh, obviously, you've got Travis Kelsey. And, you know, when 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 are we going to start talking about Travis Kelsey's actually considering that Rob Gronkowski's always injured? When is he going to be considered the best tight end in the league? Mm. Um, you know, that's that's another factor. You know, they've got the the pieces on the offense on the skill positions to be really good. Like I said, it depends on there are a lot of high variance players in there with with the likes of Hill and Watkins and, you know, does does um, Kareem Hunt fall off a little bit? But it depends how consistent can be. And I think Andy Reid's going to get that, you know, he's got more of a chance to get that consistency out of them mm-hmm. um, than not. The problem might come is that they've lost Matt Nagy to the Bears and obviously it's offensive coordination. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be a bit a bit different there. So that that could be a negative against them. But obviously now I've got to talk up the Chiefs because obviously I'm gonna want everyone to vote yeah. for them over the Broncos now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, going back to last season, there was there was 6th in total points, 415 total points in the season, Vank's uh, 6th best, uh, that works out, 25.9 points per game, and yardage as well, they were 5th best um, with an average of 6.1 yards per play, so that just shows you it's very much a vertical attack, and again, the acquisition of Sammy Watkins is going to f- uh, further out, as will the cannon arm of Patrick Mahomes. Are you a fan of Patrick Mahomes in fantasy this, year, this season?
1: Um, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely get behind a little bit of that. He wouldn't be my first choice, or maybe even second choice. I might get behind him in Dynasty, uh, not to give away too much, because you know, we're in a Dynasty league together yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely someone I'll be keeping half an eye on at least. Um, like I say, he's going to be quite a very high variance. He's going to make some huge plays. He's going to make some wild plays. But he's also going to make some stupid mistakes, because as mm. you said, just as you were introducing the Chiefs there. It is essentially his rookie season. He he he's not a rookie, but it, it is a rookie year in, in effect. So he's going to make some silly thing, some silly things happen. He's going to make some mistakes because every young player does. And obviously, at the quarterback position, that does usually mean turnovers. Um, but you know, it depends on how much you can limit that and how much um, you know how much the sort of explosiveness of their their offense and his play is going to outweigh that. It's it's really up to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think I'll wait and see on him. I would rather let someone else kind of take him and kind of be the problem. I do think um, he's he's less of a risk in maybe more standard format scoring. So you know, the, you know the. The leagues where you get four four points for a touchdown, two point minus two for an interception. You know, I play in some leagues where you get six points for a passing touchdown and minus four for interceptions. I think in those leagues with the, with the minus four, I don't think I'd be taking my homes just in case. You know, first couple of games. Let's not forget as well, Kansas City have a brutal opening schedule. Um Haven't got it in front of me. Look. Yeah, that's
2: true. That's um, true.
0: So, you know, potentially is there that they could be behind the eight ball to, to start with. So i can see him just getting off to a bad start i can see him not maybe having as much confidence as he as he normally would do coming into the season obviously last game of last season was against uh you know some old curmudgeons but um yeah i i th- i can see him having having a having a tough time and i think the the draft price that you're that you're paying for him is, is, is not worth it. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let other people. Uh, I'm just trying to get the... I'm trying to stall to get the Kansas City opening schedule up because I know it's very brutal. Uh, here we go. Um, 2018. No, that's 2017. We don't want that one. Very good podcast. Yeah,
2: no, just
1: to, just, to, just to speak while you're while you're looking that up. Um, he's, he's, like I said, he's not someone that I'm going to be targeting as my, my first-choice quarterback. I'm, I'm not someone who um, takes quarterbacks quite early in draft anyway. No. Um, so I don't know whether I'll be sort of in the running for him anyway with that but um, yeah if he sort of like left there you know late on I, I might take a stab definitely
0: yeah so they open up, a, open up especially in Dynasty yeah yeah Dynasty I don't mind so much but again like, there's a couple of people there I'd, I'd probably rather have in a, in a couple of rounds later so they start up at Chargers obviously at Steelers home to 49ers at Broncos Jaguars and then at Patriots I mean that's pretty brutal. Seven games.
1: Yeah, on the of that they sound like quite tough games.
0: So I mean, if you
1: one one thing that strikes me there is there's not that many top defenses, and obviously if they're going to sort of have a bit of a shootout and they they go off with all their explosive players, they could possibly come out on top in like a bit of a, a bit of a high scoring affair.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, at Chargers, home to Jaguars, maybe the ones are a bit... Um, yeah, but certainly at yeah. Steelers could be a shootout. Home to 49ers can be a shootout, at Broncos, and at Patriots could be shootouts. shootout. So, obviously, the first game of last season, the the, the the Chiefs absolutely blitzed the Patriots at Foxborough, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I don't mind that. I mean, and also, what you could do is if someone else drafts him and he does get off to, to a poor start, but you still believe in him, maybe go for a trade after the Patriots game. Could be, yeah, could be yeah,
1: exactly. Like, you know, if you've got if you've got someone in uh, sort of in reserve, if you like sort of draft draft two quarterbacks for whatever reason, you could be your second guy.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'll, just to mention our, our dynasty draft is obviously Sunday. You looking forward to it? You've been prepping. Yeah,
1: I've definitely been prepping. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. It's my <laughs> sort of in the back of my mind, not to give too much away as we thought tonight. We can post. But yeah, definitely looking forward
0: to it. We can post those on on Twitter as well, and people can vote on who who did better. Maybe.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Cool. All right. So that only leaves
0: us with your charges. So I've got about an hour planned for this, this section. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> we've, we've obviously mentioned the charges a lot because obviously we're, we're behind the charges. Obviously me from a bet perspective, Um don't know how much you are invested money, money, money wise, but obviously you are a big fan of the charges. So take the stage, Mr. Wakefields.
1: Uh, yeah, no, i have not. Um, I'm not actually put any any money on the of well. Yeah, I might do as the sort of season gets closer in a couple of weeks. I might have to have a look at that. I like to get um, pre-season out of the way before I start doing that. Cause obviously, injuries can happen, yeah. as we well know. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, not not really doing anything like that. Obviously, there's always that element of do you back your own team. So it's another thing that to uh, bear in mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Looking forward to the season. Very optimistic as everyone who would have uh, heard me. Sort of on these podcasts or been on my Twitter timeline or anything like that, everyone knows I'm quite a positive Chargers fans. So yeah, very much looking forward to the season. And um, I'm kind of glad that we've uh, kind of recruited you as a bit of a part time fan as well now that you've, uh, you've got the Chargers uh, hype train tickets.
0: Part time fan. I've, I've, I was a fan last season. Look what happened. <laughs> One thing I want to say about your Twitter timeline. So here's a question for you then. So who's going to have the better season, the Chargers or Leeds United?
1: Well, you know, Leeds have started the season really well. So we've, we've won both of our games so far. So um, so far, so good. To be honest, on that. So I don't know. It's a, it could be a great season on both uh, football pitches.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, as I say from the set, from the look from the looks of your Twitter timeline and all the people that I see you you interacting with, it's almost as if you've already got the victory parade uh, on Leeds High Street. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not quite, not yeah. quite. I'm not, not quite that optimistic. Yeah, it's still
0: a very early days. <laughs> cool. Right, so let's go back to Chargers. so obviously last season started off poorly. Uh, we're one of the hotter teams uh, to close the season, just missed the playoffs. Uh, the Austin Eckler fumble versus Jacksonville is one that sticks in the memory for me. Um, obviously, there's a couple more as well. Uh, but it was nice to see Keenan Allen get finally get sixteen games in a season, so that obviously breeds a bit of confidence going into next season. But I'm also interested to see what you think for for the wide receiver too. Uh, obviously, I was very hot on Mike Williams, um, but there's nothing there's nothing to say that it can't be Tyrell Williams. But um, yeah, maybe you can point the the listeners into in the right direction, maybe for fantasy. Um, I
1: would I would back Mike Williams more for fantasy. To be honest, um, he's going to be more of a red zone. Uh, target. He's going to replace sort of Hunt Henry in that regard, although obviously not the same position. But I think he'll be coming across quite a lot of red zone targets. He probably won't get as many big plays because uh, Tyro Williams is a lot faster, probably quite a lot more athletic than Mike Williams. But I think Mike Williams might have surer hands because Tyro Williams can be a little
2: bit—I don't
1: want to say soft, but soft when it comes to jump balls. Uh, so yeah, I'd lean towards Mike Williams for for fantasy purposes. It, it, away from fantasy, it's, it's a bit more of a obviously Keenan Allen's the wide receiver one. It becomes a bit more of a two A and a two B scenario for me. Mm, yeah. um, they've, they've got they both got their qualities and they're quite different receivers, but um, you know they 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 definitely got their strong points. And I think we'll we'll see that as we work through the season. I think we'll we'll see them both working good in good tandem really behind mm-hmm. Keenan Allen.
0: Yeah, obviously you got you got Philip Rivers, big old Phil throwing the rock still for the next couple of years. Um, I think he's a very good value in drafts. He's obviously a guy I take quite a lot over the years. Um, Keen Allen, like I say, sixteen games last season, hundred and two receptions, thirteen hundred ninety three yards, and just just the six touchdowns, which was actually quite surprising. But I remember he started off the season quite slow in terms of touchdowns, and then towards the end had a, had a couple of monster games. Uh, Toro Williams and Travis Benjamin. Both getting four touchdowns apiece as well, but not, not many, so many receptions. But Tyrell Williams actually had quite a lot of yards, 728 on just the, the 43 receptions. And like I say, I think if you, between Tyrell and Mike, Tyrell's going to give you the big the big plays, the high ceilings, but also the low floors. Whereas I suppose Mike Williams is maybe a bit more, not necessarily PPR, but he's going to be more consistent if maybe a generally average, you know, lower points per fantasy per week.
1: Yeah, definitely. And just just touching on uh, Tyrell Williams. Obviously, like you say, with the big playability, um, he went over a thousand yards when Alan was out in 2016. I think it was 1,007 yards, off the top of my head, uh, which obviously quite quite decent in in sort of in lieu of Allen. And then I think it was the year before, his sort of first season where he first came into the uh, into the team. He had one touchdown. That was, I think it was an 80-yard touchdown, um, and that was. One of only a few catches that he had. Uh, but yeah, it just shows that he's got that big playability sort of straight off the bat with him as soon as he came into the, into the, onto the roster, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I say, you're going to get that high variance in him. Mm. Mike Williams is going to be a bit more solid. Um, just touch on Keenan for a second. Um, I don't know whether this is something that you've looked at in the past. Obviously, you speak to Adam and uh, obviously have quite a little bit of uh, betting uh, sort of going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I, I think Keenan might be a decent bet for receptions leader come the end of the year. I think he's going to get well over 100 catches mm. as, uh, you know, we've looked to force-feed him a little bit, especially, like you say, with the absence of Hunt Henry. Yeah,
0: no, it's not, bad. It's not a bad shot. I can't remember seeing any most receptions price anywhere, but it might be nearer Near the season, yeah, but you say when he when he's healthy, plays sixteen games. Keenan Allen always has that. We'll have over a hundred uh, receptions because he, you know, he's a he's a separator. He gets free and he's a big guy. And Philip Rivers, uh, you know, has the trust of Philip Rivers, which is obviously a big thing in this offense. If you don't have the trust of him, you're not going to get the ball. So um, yeah, no, it's not not a bad shout. Don't mind that. Don't mind that a bit. Um, yeah, no, it's just something I thought of. Um, obviously, it depends on fitness, obviously, and whether we
1: can stay healthy, but. Um, he looks in great shape from what I've seen you know, through training camp things like that. He's been working a lot on his game. If you obviously you probably don't, but I follow him on Instagram. He's always working on his game. Uh, he's doing quite a lot of work on his release, which is is one of the best parts of his game. And he's looking to refine that. And obviously that's a big part of him as a receiver. So um, if he's getting even better at that, then it leads to more catches and more yards. So yeah. it's good news, for us.
0: Yeah, so uh, I suppose uh, I suppose there's two areas left uh, to kind of talk about with the Chargers. But we'll, we'll stay on the offense for just a moment. So, tight end position, Hunter Henry's obviously gone down. Talk is Antonio and Antonio Gates hasn't signed yet, but there's talk of him coming back. Uh, he'd only want to be a Charger if he did come back into the league. I've heard I've, I've heard good things about Virgil Green uh, in training camp, but then again, you know, training camp, everyone's everyone's looking good. Um, so just maybe one, may, have you got any updated thoughts on? On the tight end position, because we we spoke about it previously, but is there any you know any any new thoughts that have come your way?
1: Yeah, no. It, it doesn't look it doesn't look like Antonio Gates is going to come back. Um, the team have had talks with him, but they've not really progressed into anything material. Right. Um, I don't really see it happening. To be honest with you, um, they seem to be set with Virgil Green, even though he's not a traditional sort of receiving tight end, even more of a blocking tight end previously in his career. Uh, but there was a little puff piece on Chargers.com uh, talking him up and talking him up his sort of how he's building the chemistry with Philip Rivers. Um, and I think that's sort of where they, the direction they're, they're heading and then backed up by a few of the young tight ends, uh, Ben Johnson, Braden Bowman, Sean Corkin, seeing what they've got behind there rather than bringing in the aging veteran, yeah. uh, which obviously if he stays a free agent, it can still be done at any point. It's not like it's really in any rush to do so. Um, quite interesting that they actually brought in a, another, another tight end I think yesterday um, claiming off waivers from the 49ers his name actually escaped me but um, obviously it's adding another player to the roster which again just gives me a little bit of a signal that they're not really considering bringing Gates back and personally I don't see it happening um, just another a little, a little wrinkle on this little sort of story is that um, Hunt Henry actually hasn't actually gone to IR yet Oh, is he not? and okay. there is talk of him you know Possibly coming back for the playoffs, if we're looking like we're going to get there. Um, I think he'll start the season on the pub list, which yeah. means he'll automatically miss the first six games, yeah. which obviously isn't a problem, since he's recovering from an ACL injury. Um, and then, you know, if there's potential for a late-season comeback, then I think that might be it. If he, if, as long as we're not rushing him back, and as long as you know, the team are in a good position, I think that could be, be something that may happen. I'm not going to put any money on it, but it may happen. It seems to be that the, the team of leaving the door ajar for that to happen at least, anyway. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's inter- interesting. Yeah, so Virgil Green obviously as an acquisition as well. I think from Dem- was it from Denver? I think it was Denver last year. yeah, that's right. Three years, eight point six million. So not not really overly invested in Virgil Green. And say if he's a, uh, a more customary blocking tight end, it'd be interesting to see. Actually, I haven't got the splits in front of me, but um, what they how many times they ran in three wide receiver sets last uh, last season, but um, I'd I assume that they may run in more three wide receiver sets this season if they're going to have a blocking tight end. So, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they adjust and what their their offence kind of looks like. Um, I'll, I'll have to get those yeah, can, and have, have a little look. I can definitely
1: see more uh, wide receiver sets with, with three or four wide receivers, definitely.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's how we'll try and compensate for that, uh, the loss, to be honest. Um, so, obviously, if, if Virgil Green sort of doesn't have it in him, He's not really capable of having those receptions. I mean, no-one's really going to have that those, those sort of kind of reception numbers on our roster at the moment. If that can't, then obviously we're going to have to compensate for another way, I think that's the way we're going to go, to be honest.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and as I, like I say, and we, we both agreed that Chargers win the AFC West and win the Super Bowl,
1: yeah? Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not quite ready for that yet. Uh, I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, especially since as though you know, those the injury curse and things like that. And, um, you know, the Chargers always find ways to beat themselves, or they have done in the last couple of years anyway. So can't, Come on, can't get too far It's, it's, the, it's the pre-season. The ground, but...
0: It's the pre-season. Get excited. Sorry? <laughs> I say it's the pre-season. Get excited. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, you know, I do like to get a little bit excited, but, um, you know, we've got to keep our feet on the ground somehow.
0: Damn it, Damn it, Lee. I if,
1: if ca- don't, don't want people reminding me of... Uh, how I was getting too, too ahead of myself in the pre-season and then it all comes crashing down.
0: Damn it, Lee. If I can't have the po- the Cowboys, please let me have the Chargers. Damn you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's possible. Obviously, it's very possible. I think we're still one of the better uh, rosters in the AFC. I think we've got a really good chance, but uh, I'm not going to give us the
0: Lombardi yet. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, with the, the injury curse that has hit the Chargers over the last couple of years or the... Um... The Baltimore Ravens is another one that's been smiling. So I wonder, you know, the start of The Simpsons where uh, Homer leaves work. I know you don't like The Simpsons, do you So this is, probably, this is probably lost on you, is it? Uh, uh, no, I've, I've, I've seen quite
1: a bit of The Simpsons. Oh, I've okay. not watched it for quite a while though, to be honest. you know, you know the op- I memory thing rather than uh, not being into it. Thing.
0: You know the opening credits where Homer leaves work and uh, the little um, I don't know what it is like the, the little green bar that sticks on his back, and you know in the background you've got. Oh, yeah,
1: thing yeah yeah
0: you know you've got Carl and lenny in the background where it's got like days since death or something
1: in the in the background yeah. and
0: they do naught to one i think i wonder if the chargers or the that like the ravens have that in their facility like no no yeah, one one watching, day watching since another one as well they
1: <laughs> could do with one of them
0: days days since season end, is it ending in injury but um
1: yeah yeah
0: go off on a bit of the tangent there but so it's
1: been it's been better under anthony lynn over the last year so hopefully it's an upward trend and mm. No, it's injured as part of the game, it happens to every team. Um, it was definitely a feature under the Mike McCoy, in the Mike McCoy era, but it wasn't too bad uh, you know, in the, the Lynn era. Obviously, mm-hmm. Forrest Lamp was the big one. Mike Williams, we, we kind of drafted with those yeah. concerns anyway, so yeah. that, maybe that was always going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, rather than it being a, a product of, sort of what we're doing when we get hold of the players. Yeah. Did you see any of the, um,
0: the social media around moving on to, to Cleveland Browns? Do you see about Hugh Jackson's favourite analytics around keep uh, player health?
1: I know. I've not seen that
0: actually. No. He was saying he was saying about his favorite. The only analytic that he looks at, or is is his favorite, is the fact that giving players off days, like rest days, to recover. And like, i was just like that's his only analytic. It's like none of this like massage stuff or avocado, avocado, Tom Brady diets. It's just giving players days yeah. off. I don't if you, if you yeah, haven't. I saw, I saw a little bit of that on the hard
1: knocks. Yeah. If you if you've seen that yeah, uh, yeah. this week or last week, as it was. Um yeah that the thing where Todd Haley definitely didn't agree with how he gives uh, the rest days out.
2: Yeah. No. That was
1: quite I, interesting yeah. for the view of the thought. Um I, I feel like just to, just to go off off schedule a little bit. I feel like um Hugh Jackson's a little bit um Fighting against the tide, I would say. I don't think Todd Haley and him see quite eye to eye. I think Todd Haley's sort of biding his time to get in the uh, in the, uh, the head coach's chair there
0: yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I wrote I wrote a couple of notes down from the hard knocks. I said this in last week's uh, podcast. I said, I, no, I noted down that A, Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackson is stealing a living. B, at some point in the season, Todd Haley's going to punch him. And C, at some point in the season, Todd Haley's going to take over as uh, head coach of that team.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, he's sort of gone into that job in, as their um, OC and with a half an eye on yeah. uh, the hot seat oh, yes. being like, roasting hot under the, the uh, backside of uh, Hugh Jackson. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. As I say watch that programme and say I, I took some couple of a couple of more notes, but we won't. Uh, we we're di- we've we've digressed a little bit, so we'll bring it back to the. Uh, Uh, (laughs) the AFC West so obviously I can't remember what what I sent you but we're going to play a little game about AFC West this or that so I've picked a couple of positions picked a couple of players that are going roughly in the same areas of drafts uh, certainly that I've been in just want to get your your thoughts on who you'd go Um, obviously being being the West you probably might pick a few charges, but you never know so we'll start off at QB so would you go Case Keenum or Derek Carr
1: uh, what is it? Sorry, is this in fantasy?
0: Yeah, yeah, fantasy football.
1: Okay, uh, I would I would go for Derek Carr.
0: Derek Carr, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, they're, obviously they're both yeah. going undrafted, so.
1: It it, it depends. It, like we were talking about earlier, it, it, you've got a very sort of low low ceiling, high floor with Keenum, but you've got sort of higher ceiling Derek Carr. That I always prefer a little bit of a higher ceiling, um, you know, for certain players, and I think quarterback's one of them. um
0: hmm. right. uh, Patrick Mahomes or Philip Rivers?
1: Patrick Mahomes, off oh, who sorry, Philip Rivers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm inclined to say Patrick Mahomes, you know. Oh. <laughs> wow. wow. Which, wow, which wow. Makes, me, makes me feel a bit uneasy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I would um, for fantasy purposes anyway.
0: Call yourself a Chargers fan, you should be ashamed of yourself.
1: And obviously, uh, that's a little bit of a note to who I was
2: going
0: to be voting next week or this week, whatever that poll goes. out. nah, uh, nah, that's all right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it won't be till <laughs> t- 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 next week, you're fine. Um, okay, so running backs: Melvin Gordon or Kareem Hunt? I uh, will
1: go for Gordon. I think you'll get more touchdowns. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think you're. Um, yeah, I think you get more out of out, more out of Gordon. Not, not big on uh, Hunt this season. Never really. I, I think that
1: could be similar for yardage this year. Yeah, um, with Kareem having a bit of a drop off and Melvin going up a little bit, mm. uh, but I think Gordon, Gordon will get a lot more touchdowns. He's, up, I think he's uh, going to get quite a few this year.
0: Mm. Yeah, and of course, obviously, um, I know we did, didn't really mention it when we went through the Chiefs, but Spencer Ware obviously lurking in their backfield for, for Cream Hunt as well. So I, yeah,
1: I, that's what, we've got to fact that we've been we've uh, been over uh, when we were talking about our fantasy uh,
0: yeah
1: sleepers and uh, possible books as cool. well.
0: Yeah, all right. Next up, uh, Marshawn Lint or Royce Freeman.
1: Despite the number, I go for Royce Freeman. I do think <laughs> he'll win
0: that job. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Tough, tough I one. Do, he just, he's just not 37 on a running back. <laughs> no, no, very true. Um, yeah, no, tough one. <laughs> T- tough one. That, those two, I, I like. I like both. Um, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably take the cheaper guy out of the two, maybe, which is probably uh, Marshawn Lynch. But um, yeah, all right. Uh, wide receiver, then uh, last one. I've got, I've got. Go on. I've
1: got it. I've got an inclination towards the legs as well, to be honest. I think that's uh, it's
0: definitely a factor for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves, everyone loves, um, you know, imagination. Obviously, Royce Freeman's not taken a snap in the NFL yet, so everyone kind of imagines what his workload and his production will be like, and they always overestimate, whereas Marshawn Lynch, obviously, is at the other end of the career uh, scale. Yeah yeah, 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 So, Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's the same with every rookie's every year in drafts and uh, fantasies, you know, the, everyone likes the shiny new toys of rookies and you know, usually you get burnt a little bit but um, yeah moving on to uh, wide receiver then last one Demiris Thomas or Amari Cooper uh,
1: I'd have to go for Thomas I would say yeah no, I agree I, 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 I'm not a, a big fan of Cooper at the moment no I have to, like you say he had a really poor year last year really low numbers um, just not sure on that one
0: no. Yeah, yeah. Mar- it,
1: it goes down to the offense. As well, what, what's the offense that Gruden's going to be running? Is it going to be conducive to a, a big year for Amari Cooper? I'm not sure
0: of that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting I'd say quite obviously, like, quite a lot of people are still chasing Amari Cooper's upside over the last couple of years. He'll see, you know, he's a he has a, a first class seat on the hype train uh, every year. So this year's no different. But I'll, I'll take Demarius over over, over Amari, who's probably Thomas probably going maybe around later. But yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Thomas. Hmm. okay so before we let you go then Lee so I, I, don't, I can't remember if I sent you this but I sent you a challenge to pick a quarterback a running back, a wide receiver and a tight end from the four teams you can only have one player from each of the teams and you can only use uh, what's considered an, an early, two middle and a late draft pick so who who did you go for?
1: okay so um, this is a pretty tough one actually
0: it is pretty tough isn't it? so yeah
1: so I would go for a quarterback uh, yeah, I go for I go for Mahomes, okay. uh, sort of like a late a late pick. Um, then I would go for I go for Keenan Allen um, for my early. And then what was it? Was it another middle, and then a another middle?
0: Yeah, so one one early, one middle, uh, two middle, and one late.
1: Okay. So yeah, I've got got Mahomes quite late. Am I am I allowed Mahomes as a late one? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, and then yeah, Keenan Allen for my early one. For my wide receiver,
2: yeah,
1: and then tight end, I'd go for uh, Jared Cook. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you cast that as a late one or a middle one. No, no, that's fine.
0: Yeah, middle, or, middle or late for the second one's fine.
1: Yeah, the tight end's pretty, pretty thin on the ground, isn't it? So yeah. probably be quite a middle.
2: Yeah.
1: And then that leaves me with a running back from Denver. So yeah, I'd probably go for Royce Freeman, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure who I'd go with. I, I, I'm trying to think. Um, let me have a think. So I would go... Yeah. I, I will, I'll go. I'll go Case Keenum quarterback. He's obviously going undrafted, so we we'll go him quite late. I'll go Mike Williams as wide receiver. He goes quite late as well. And then my early pick, Travis Kelsey, at tight end. And then my running back in the middle round, uh, Marshall Lintz. So we'll go there. We'll, we'll post those up as well. And uh, anyone listening there wants to post theirs as well. It's, it's quite a fun exercise. It's quite hard. Yeah,
2: it was
1: a good, good, little, good little exercise. Get you looking at the rosters. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's always good. Improves the knowledge. Gets you thinking. It's always a little fun. It's hard. Uh, thing to make little dream teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's easy to do if you could have multiple from one team. I mean, you could just load up on, you know, Philip Rivers, Mike Williams... Uh, and Melvin Gordon and all the rest, but um, yeah, yeah, exactly. We would, but um, yeah, to, to pick to pick one from each team kind of limits you, and it makes it quite quite a fun exercise to do for those divisions if you are sad and lonely. But um, not that I, not that I, not that I am, but um, we'll we'll leave it there. Lee, thanks so much for coming on, my friend. And um, say, so season's almost upon us, and we'll we'll get you back on maybe uh, next week, week after to. To look at some rankings, maybe to look at some some fantasy stuff just before season starts.
1: Yeah, sounds good. No, good to be back. Um, I look forward to all. Uh...
0: Oh. Cool. Yeah, and say good luck in the uh, yeah, good luck in the, <laughs> the dynasty draft on, on Sunday, and uh, take no take no prisoners. Yeah,
1: yeah, so will be texting over that as well. Cool. All right. All the best, and we'll speak soon. Yeah. See you soon. bye Bye. Thanks.
0: Lee Wakefield there and I breaking down the AFC West. So like you heard in the podcast segment there, obviously um, you know, we differ opinions on the Broncos and the Chiefs. So what we'll do is we'll post uh, some social media out, seeing who you fancy. And um, you know, we want your ideas on the forfeit, Who you know, if the, the team with the, the lower regular season record. What, what forfeit should we do? Um, tweet us your opinions at four ten yards or maybe email us, full10yards at gmail.com be interested to see if you know all the um all the forfeits maybe going forward we could we could do similar to like I say the, the fancy footballers we do a water bet maybe if you've got anyone's got any ideas out there on what maybe me and lee can do on our predictions or our match bets if you like that would be very much appreciated what we'll also do is we will send out our dynasty teams with, with, and get you to vote on those as well see which ones you like and that that draft has since been done I'm very, very, very happy with my team, uh, but Lee's team is actually pretty good as well. So interested in all of your thoughts. Um, we'll, we'll post those out when the, the podcast goes out as well. Um, just a couple of things uh, on the podcast. Uh, contract Lenses uh, is a article that I'm, I've just about finished and will be also posted on Sunday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's just looking at all the players that are in contract years to this year. And just looking at maybe, you know, where will they go back to their teams? Obviously, Levy and Bell is one that springs to mind, or, you know, are they maybe any players that you want on your fantasy teams uh, because of, because they are in contract years? Uh, it's a bit of a myth, I think, I feel myself, but um, yeah, take a look at that. That's on the website, dot com. Next week, uh, we have a couple of shows that we're going to be doing. Um, we also, we, Lee joins us back on the show and we're talking about my guys and wise guys. And these are five players or five um, fantasy football stocks that we are buying into and five that we are avoiding. So, you know, essentially that's showing our hands there for drafts. So if you're in drafts with me and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in my home league next week, I very probably recommend that everyone listens to that because those are players that I'll be targeting. Luckily, we did this show, this podcast after the dynasty draft that we uh, that we did there, because obviously uh, that 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 could have gotten quite interesting. Um, but some other shows, obviously, to look out for. We're going to be doing a bold takes uh, podcast. I'm also going to be having uh, someone come on and talk about their rankings as well. So if you're someone that's new to rankings or not, is not quite sure what goes into rankings or you know, how they how they're made and what what goes into them, I suggest you tune into that one. That could be that that will be a great show. And also just to give you a bit a bit, a bit of insight into. What's going to be in, in our weekly... Uh, we're going to have two podcasts a week during the season. Um, so each week we're going to have one that looks at reviewing the, the last week's um, set of games and the fallout from that and maybe a bit of waiver wire uh, action as well. You know, who to pick up, who to drop and that kind of stuff. And we're also going to have a podcast looking at the previews, obviously previewing the week ahead. Fantasy players to sit and start and we're going to have a, a, kicker, a kicker corner for those people out there that play kickers, a bit of a novelty item there for you. But we're also going to be bringing you all the latest on the betting and the lines, And we're going to be putting pitting our wits with Adam from Touchdown Tips, giving you our best bets. And you can find those on the website. We'll post them up on there too. Before we let you go on this podcast... Just a couple of preseason kind of storylines. Just want to bring to your attention: uh, Sam Darnold looks almost certain to be the Jets' quarterback in Week One. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, who features on our contract lenses article that I mentioned just a moment ago, seems to be just playing for value and shop, kind of being put in the shop window. Sam Darnold has played actually quite well in the preseason, made some good throws. Watched the game against the Giants or you know, his snaps made some good decisions um, looks looks well at home there in the pocket in the NFL in the Jets team uh, Peyton Barber um, actually looks like he's going to start the season as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at running back number one um, which is a bit scary um, he's running actually quite well he had a good touchdown uh, in the preseason I can't remember who it was quite who it was against now and I can't remember if it was week three I think it was week three um, against maybe the Lions I think it was uh, it was a 15-yard run. Um, but he's, he's looked sharp in pre-season. Obviously, he ended the last season, 2017, pretty well as well. Uh, Ronald Jones has not done much to kind of force his way into the team. He's not been able to catch passes. Um, I think he's struggling to pick up the playbook, quite honestly. Um, so he might be one that, that shines towards towards the latter part of the season. One rookie uh, running back that is showing his worth is Royce Freeman. I fully expects him to be out... Uh, who is it? Devonte Booker and Philip Lindsay, and who's the other one? Dangela Henderson, or I think that's running back. That's wide receiver. I can't name name escapes me. But yeah, Royce Freeman has had a very very impressive preseason. Um, you can see you can expect his average draft position to rise if you are drafting this week um, or next week or just before the season starts. But he's a guy that's um, out of this out of this rookie running back class. Um, yeah, everyone else seems to be pretty much falling apart. Rashad Penny, Darius Geis, obviously down with injuries. Saquon Barkley's tweaked a hamstring and is not going to play in the rest of the preseason. So if you're taking him at fifth or sixth overall, I'd be a bit worried. Although, you know, I can't see him missing any time unless he re-aggravates it when he plays. But yeah, this this rookie running back class just seems to be one to avoid. Uh, Royce Freeman's really the only one that's shown himself to to prove of, of any worth, um, which is quite surprising considering how well regarded some of the running backs were in this class. Obviously, it was it was touted that a couple would go in the first round. Um, obviously, Rashard Penny was was one that did. But yeah, a bit worrying for those running backs. So I, my my advice would probably be to. Aside on the way of the veterans, obviously they've been and done it, seen and done it all before. They've got the T-shirt. They haven't got a full-time, full 10 yards T-shirt though. However, uh, but they're just a couple of storylines that I've, I've, I've picked out over the course of the preseason. Where once week three is finished uh, next week, we'll, we'll go through the winners and losers of the preseason go through a couple of results, a couple of players uh, that have done well, done poorly, and give some stats behind that as well. As we obviously, of course, are in the middle of draft season. Hope your drafts are going well. Hope you're happy with your teams obviously just remember one word of advice is you don't win your fancy football league uh, at the draft obviously that's where your foundations are built and you know, don't don't be too worried because Teams don't, you know, don't end up with sixty percent of the players that you draft on your teams uh, every season. You know, I go back and look at my teams. And I think, oh my god, my week one team is a hell of a lot different from what my week sixteen team was. Um, so don't don't worry. If you have a bad draft, don't worry about it. You can you can trade. You can pick up obviously on the waiver wire. You have to obviously be a bit more shrewd on the waiver wire with your pickups. But obviously week one, week two, week three of the regular season is where you essentially can can set the foundations for a winning winning season. That's going to do it for this uh, this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back again and join us next week for the My Guys and Why Guys episode. Follow us on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. We have four just over four hundred and twenty-five followers now, I think, as well. So obviously, when we get to five hundred, all of you lucky people that are following us are in with a chance to win an NFL t-shirt. Sorry, an NFL jersey, um, which is very much on the horizon. But again, I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for all your listens, all your support. Really appreciate it. Makes it all the worthwhile. Really enjoy doing it. And again, yeah, we'll see you next week. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full10Yards or email the show, Full10Yards at gmail.com.